This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. On last week's show, we talked with business coach Jane M. Powers about the importance of being authentically you. And we also talked with the realtor and the creator of the Single Mom Empowerment Program, Tina Colazzo, about how she rebounded from adversity and built a successful business. And we wrapped up the show with our business builder segment, where we gave you tips for creating your own unique branded process. If you want to listen to any of those segments, go to Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio and you can catch up. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? Well, first up, in our Trends and Insights segment, you'll be talking with Master Business Coach and the eWomen Network Managing Director of the Year in 2013 and 14, Debbie Whitlock. You'll talk to her about the importance of staying in your own lane as you grow your business. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with Transformational Business Coach Julie Miller-Davis about creating a path forward for your business that's in alignment with your own goals. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about how you can quickly and easily create valuable content for your website. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with award-winning business coach, Debbie Whitlock. Debbie is also the eWomen Network Managing Director of the Year in 2013 and 2014, and a very close personal friend of mine. So it's a real treat to have her on today's show. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. You know I love to, to talk with you and talk to, to everyone about anything related to running a successful business, so I'm honored to be here. Thanks for asking. I love this um, part of our show, and I'm really excited to have you share what is a trend that you're seeing that's impacting coaches, authors, and speakers like yourself? <laughs> oh, the trend I see right now that's really deadly, everyone, is this idea of to do it, I'm putting air quotes around this, it, like everyone else. And so, you know, as a coach or as an author or a speaker, we look around in the marketplace and we see all these others who are similar to us. There's no one as you as you, as Dr. Seuss would say, right? Mm -hmm. But we look at all the similarities, right? And then we think, well, wait a minute, that one did it this way, so I'm going to do it like that. And then, well, she had that five-figure launch, so I'm going to do it that way. 
And what ultimately I see happening, and this is not a trend I'm a fan of, to be clear, is that our world as a coach or as a speaker or an author starts to become a little bit like the little kid's soccer game, right? So you have mm-hmm. grandkids, Janelle, and you know what it's like when mm-hmm. the little kids hit the field for the first time, you know exactly where that ball is because all the kids are there, right? Right. And what I always find really interesting is that the kid who gets the goal is usually the one that's standing off to the side, staring at the rainbow, watching the butterflies fly over the field, right? Mm-hmm. And then, quote-unquote, accidentally gets the opportunity. So it's about staying in your lane, knowing what you do. So I think that's the trend that I'm seeing right now, which is everyone trying to mirror or model everyone else and not staying true enough to themselves. That's really interesting. So I was having a conversation with someone this morning and talking about them compared to other coaches and, you know, what they have to offer and the value they have to offer and it being very different, but really finding your own voice, finding your unique way to really stand out. So this is a timely conversation. <laughs> well, you know, Janelle, like in our in our eWomen Network leadership days, right? So we know how many events did we go to where we would do our own rounds of networking and we would be in the circle and we'd be doing our 60 seconds and then it would go to the next person. And how many times did you hear someone start their introduction with, oh, I'm a coach like her mm-hmm. or I'm an author like her or I'm a speaker like her? or I want to be that like her, right? Mm-hmm. There is something so special and so unique about every single one of us, and it's about really standing in that truth. And here's the thing, like you might try on a few other pairs of shoes before you find the right one for yourself, and that's okay. But I think the cautionary idea here is don't do it just because everyone else is doing it, Do it if it fits you, your business model, your heart, how you want to show up and serve. Then, you know, run it out and then tweak and figure out how to make it best for you. But don't just blindly go along thinking that it has to be that way. I absolutely agree. And what happens is people try to model the way someone else does it, and then you don't sound authentic. It's not you. And you're attracting clients who, by the way, are not your ideal clients because you're trying, they're attracted to the message. They're not attracted to you. So I agree with finding your own voice, finding your lane staying there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's scary. Like, let's just talk about that for a second. Like, it's kind of scary to be the kid, you know, at the soccer field standing out there staring at the rainbows and watching the butterfly. Like, it's a little bit scary because you know what? Everyone can see you. And so if you make a mistake, if your launch isn't as successful, if your thing isn't as big, if your book doesn't make the Amazon bestseller list, if your event doesn't sell out in 2.2 hours, right? Everyone's going to see, but that's okay because the people who are meant to support you are going to come to you with suggestions and ideas and wisdom and support, right? There's always going to be some people that are going to, you know, make fun or call names or whatever, but those are the people that you just get to bless and release. You know, if if you're going to have the courage to stand out there and do your own thing and then let the people who support you come to you and say, hey, I really like what you did and I'd like to see you do more or better or whatever their word is and give you some really good from the heart suggestions. I think that's another thing that 
you know, as women, um, you know, and frankly, any other coaches, authors, and speakers, right, if, if we can take the feedback, the constructive feedback that comes from a place of good intention, it only gives us an opportunity to grow, um, you know, larger than, than we can ever imagine. Absolutely. And also, I want to, you know, challenge people to really not worry about what other people are thinking, because you're right, the ones that are going to be there for you are absolutely going to be there. And I would really, I I think I'd almost put money on it. Most people aren't really watching that closely to what you're doing anyway. It's more we think they're watching every detail, and they watch the successes, and they watch parts of it, but they're so busy doing what they're doing, they're not really paying as close attention as we think they are. We're not that important. No, we're not. And that, when the moment we get that, it's like such a balloon buster. It's like, really? You didn't notice that? Like, no, I really didn't. Like, it's not because I don't care. I just, I was busy doing my own thing. Um, and I think if we just began, you know, bringing it back to what we're talking about, which is this, like you're saying, you know, this staying in your lane, right? If, if, we, if we really focused on what we wanted for the reasons that we desire it in the way that we know will serve the greatest you know, population that is specific to our great work, you know, it's, just, it's a better place to be. It's a whole lot better to be. You know, it gives you more time, more headspace for your clients, more headspace for creativity, for content, for products, for programs, if that's the way you want to do. It gives you more time for your family and your friends and your loved ones. Like, it just, it, that chatter that can take over your head is something that can steal hours away from you on any given week. Absolutely. And there's so many people out there that need what each person offers. I think sometimes we try to copy other people because they're attracting clients and we want to attract those clients. And it's really important to know that there are enough people for all of us. We don't have to model someone else. And we're going to do it differently. So do it the way that really suits you, that really makes you shine, and be confident in that. Well, I know, and that's, you make such a great point because I remember when I joined eWomen Network, and so this was back in 2007, and I was really to transition in my business, and, you know, I was, I was struggling. Like, I had no identity. I was not clear on who I was or how I served. I couldn't tell you what differentiated me from anyone else in the marketplace. And I remember the first time I heard Sandra speak, and I was really wanting to launch myself into, you know, more front-of-the-room events, being able to do more message sharing and really control, you know, and influence um, the people who I wanted to serve. And I remember watching her, and I remember for like the first, I don't know, six months or so that I knew her, I just devoured everything that woman put out because I wanted to be just like her. Right? And then I had this, you know, come to Jesus talk with myself, and I went, wait a minute, Santa's already taken. That's not your job, right? <laughs> your job now is to get really clear about what is it about what she's doing that resonates so much with me, and then how do I take that and turn it into my own secret sauce? And when I figured that out, that's where the magic happened, and that's the same kind of magic that can happen for people listening to the show is, you know, it's fine to look at other people, you know, in the market, and that's not what, you know, you and I are saying is don't pay attention, all, you know, just disregard everything. No, no, no. Look out into the market and say, all right, I like that style. I like that this. Now, why do I like it? 
Mm-hmm. What is it about that that resonates with me that I know would translate to my audience? And then how do you bring, again, the youest version of that to your ideal client, either through, you know, your writing, through your events, um, you know, or through your private, you know, or group coaching programs. Um, any of those avenues, all this works if you just get really clear about, you know, I think for a lot of things in our lives, Janelle, if we get really clear about, you know, not only what is it that is inspiring us, but why is it resonating with us, and then how do we bring more of that out into the world ourselves? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because I did very much the same thing when I started as a managing director. I wrote down every word Sandra said and really tried to model it, and it didn't work for me. And I realized that kind of that light bulb moment, it was because it wasn't my voice. So what I had to do was take the whole big picture, but turn it into my language. And when you're speaking someone else's words, you don't have the same passion that you do when you're speaking from the heart. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So how can our listeners connect with you, learn more about you and what you have to offer? You're so sweet for asking. So come to my virtual home. Uh, You can just find me on the interwebs at DebbieWhitlock.com, D-E-B-B-I-E-W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K.com. And you'll find, you know, I have a blog that I post weekly where I talk about, you know, business observations. A lot of it is sharing from my own client experiences or my own experience. I'm really good at talking about something that I'm stumbling over in my own company. Um, and I believe that, you know, it's a good way to share, you know, opportunities for lesson and growth all the way around. And then I also write every week on the Huffington Post as a contributing blogger where I take a little more of a personal you know, spin on life and business and being a 40-something-year-old gal and kind of navigating what that's all about. So but if you just come to my website, DebbieWhitlock.com, we can get to know each other. And, you know, I'd love to, love to be able to support people who are, you know, just really trying to figure out what is it like to stay in your own lane. And I've spent a lot of time over the last 20 years as, a, as an entrepreneur figuring that out. So I've got, I've got some insight for you. Perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page so people can find you with today's episode. Thank you so much for your time and for your generous sharing. I love it. Thank you for asking, Janelle, and thanks for everyone for being here. And just remember, you know, stay in your own lane. You are the you with you, and your clients are desperately seeking, you know, you for what it is that you have to offer. Um, and again, just pay attention to what it is that's resonating with you and get in touch with your why, and you'll do your best work ever. I love that. Thank you. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. 
Imagine the feeling of being seen as the go-to expert in your field and having that at no extra cost for marketing, plus having more time for your family, friends, vacations, and hobbies. You don't have to imagine anymore. Hi, I'm Kristen Baker, sales, money, and success coach, and I want to share my proven formula that I use to close over $100 million in sales. Go to kristenbakercoach.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, bakercoach.com, and access my free checklist called Turn 100 Leads into $20,000. Find out in less than five minutes if you've been sitting on a gold mine of ideal clients. Stop wasting time and money on sales and marketing methods that don't work. Start by going to kristenbakercoach.com, download my checklist, and let's get started today. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with transformational business coach and the eWomen Network Managing Director for the Colorado Springs Chapter, Julie Miller-Davis. Welcome, Julie. Thank you, Janelle. So happy to be here. I'm excited for our conversation, and I know you and I have had a lot of conversations, and you do such amazing work. So I'm really excited to have you share what you do. I love to have all of our guests start by sharing a little bit about your current business, how you started it, and how it's evolved as you've been working with people. Sure. Well, uh, women entrepreneurs and business owners hire me to um, reset their patterns to business excellence because a lot of them are spinning their wheels and they're feeling really overwhelmed and they're almost in their own way. It's like they've gotten so deep in the forest that they're right in front of a tree and they can't find the path anymore to, to the goals that they had set. And so I help them um, stop spinning those wheels and get really intentional about how they are going to build their business. And they step out of that place of mediocrity and survival Mm -hmm. (laughs) and step into excellence and intention and progress. Um, And they do that through, we do it through prioritizing and and goal setting and and baby steps really (laughs) towards things. Do you think so, that most people feel like they or know that they're they're overwhelmed or they're kind of spinning their wheels, or does it take someone from the outside to point some things out to them? I think it's a mixture of both. I think that they are losing sleep sometimes and they don't know it. They feel frustrated, but they're not sure what's going on and why that is. They want certain things in their business, but they can't figure out why they can't seem to get it. And I also think that um, there are those people that are, that are so frustrated and they know, like, I just cannot get a handle on all these things that I'm doing for my kids, for the school, for my family, for my, you know, for my friends, and I can't seem to get anything done for my business or myself. So I think there's those that are very aware, but they can't get out of their own way. They can't figure it out. And there's others who know that they're overwhelmed and frustrated, but they can't figure out why. Um, so I think it takes me kind of saying that, and they go, oh, <laughs> that's my problem. Um, but I've been doing this now for about 15 months, um, this particular business, and it was born out of when I did my last business. I was in a multi-level marketing business for six years building a team, and so many leaders and other women in that business would ask me how I had time to do things with my family and to take weekends off and to 
do the things that I really love doing and still build my team and build my business. And I was, you know, I just, before I became super aware of how I was doing it, I just would say, well, I, because I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so then I, you know, I put this business together out of that because there, there was, a, I, you know, I have a way of doing things. I'm very efficient and I'm very productive and I get things done so that I can do the other things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's kind of a- how it started out. It's interesting because um, you're what I would um, call a positive deviant um, in this area because you're, you, you do it so well that it's automatic to you. And it's funny because people that have those, those skills don't even often see it as a real skill until people point it out to you. But uh-huh. that ba- finding that balance is really important. It's really people need to learn how to get things done, but do them effectively and efficiently. And I think we try to do too many things at one time and we don't get anything done when we do that. Yep, it's true. And or anything that we do get done, it's certainly not to a level of excellence, right? It's just fine. And geez, I got that done. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not things that we're necessarily super proud of. We're just glad that we got it done, and it's off our table, right? So, I think that's that's a lot of where um, people are spending their time, and they are. They're doing so many things at one time that they're not doing any of it well. And like you said, some of it's just not getting done at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's important to know what we need to do and what we can let go of. So how do you decide what things you absolutely have to do and what things you can let go or what things you can have someone else do? Um, I, I have a system where I look at each day and I, first of all, figure out what's my intention or my expectation for the day. Like what do I, what I want? and then look at my to-do list and see if any of those things fit into that. I also look at my to-do list and, and look at which things are non-negotiable. You know, like if I have an e-women meeting, that's non-negotiable. If I have mm-hmm. another networking meeting, it's non-negotiable. If I have a client meeting, it's non-negotiable. So those are automatically on there, regardless of what my expectation or intention is for the day. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the list, I have to figure out what are the top three things that are going to support that intention. And they may or may not take very much time to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the to-do list fits in where there's time. Or I have a saying of do it, delegate it, or dump it. Mm-hmm. One of those three. And you look at that list and you're like, all right, who else could do some of this stuff? I have other family members. I have people that I've hired in my business. Is there anything I can give to them? And dump it. A lot of times, Janelle, have you ever noticed something will stay on your list for weeks and it never gets done? Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, just is it really that important? Dump it or delegate it because it must not be that important if it's been able to be on your list for three weeks. So it's take funny. it off of there and quit feeling guilty about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I was just thinking that, um, and I, I do that. I'll make a, a list at the beginning of the month, and then I'll make them you know, each day and say, what do I need to do? And I'll go back and I'll, I'll look at them and say, wait a minute, I haven't done this, but obviously it's not that important because if it was, <laughs> I would have done it. So right. I've learned to let go without guilt. I used to feel really guilty and say, uh-huh. okay, I need to move it to another list. But, you know, it 
it goes the same thing that happens month after month. So it's right. really that choice and being honest with myself. Is it really something I want to do or anything that's that important? Right. It's true. And the guilt, um, people, I'm glad that you've been able to let go of the guilt. I don't have much guilt at all. Um, but I, you know, a lot of people do, women especially. It's like when they're with their family, they feel guilty that they're not working on work. And when they're working on work, they feel guilty they're not with their family. And it's this never-ending feeling of stress because they don't, they're not in control. Yeah, but I think it's easy to get in control um, by shifting your mindset. How do you work with women to get them to shift that mindset? Because I'm having a lot of conversations with people, and that is a key to success. It is, and that mindset shift has to do with looking at the the things I just said, you know, really looking at what is important, what is what is. What are the things that are really feeding that intention or that goal? But Mm -hmm. also, it has to do with um, the feeling that we, that women have, that they have to do it all themselves, and that they are superwomen, Mm -hmm. and they and and to work with my clients. And again, come giving them that permission. It's okay. It, you don't have to do it all. And you don't have to do it all for everyone. Mm-hmm. You can say no. So it's teaching them how to say no without feeling harsh mm-hmm. to someone. Um, it's teaching them to say no with maybe a referral. I can't really help you with that right now, but I, I think that you might look into this person or that or what have you thought about this. And it's saying, I can't meet with you right now, but I do have time on Thursday. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Instead of always sacrificing what they need to do for what is popping up throughout the day. And so for my clients, a lot of times that mind shift is coming in the permission and the the tools to be able to let go because they've been holding on and taking on everything for so long, they really don't know how to say no. I love that because I think we do often say yes to things. And I know when I used to do it and say yes to everything, I didn't do any of it really well. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't feel good about it. Now, my 80% was probably equivalent to a lot of people's 100%. So it's not that other people knew it wasn't up to what I thought it should be, but it wasn't up to what I thought it should be. And once I learned that, you know, I don't have to be all things to all people, that Mm -hmm. was a huge kind of light bulb moment for me. It is huge. It is huge. Um, And that you can be excellent. You know, the word excellence is something that is very core to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's where my values lie. It's who I want to be when I show up. It's how I want others to see me is I am a model of excellence. Mm-hmm. And so if I can get my clients, my goal is always to get them to, I mean, that's what they, we all want that. Nobody wants to be mediocre. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm going to have an okay day today. <laughs> I'm going to be, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. No, you don't, we don't want that. Really, we don't. Um, right. Some days we do, we just survive, but that's not how we intended the day to go. <laughs> so, um, it is, it's about what, what is going to make you be able to do the things that you want to do in, in, 
to the level of excellence and be exceptional the way that you want to be? How do you do that? And No, and I think that is really important. And what happens when you really are doing things at that level, you get more inspired, you get more motivated, you get more creative. And what I find when you do that, it really shows to others. So you get a lot more opportunities to do things and the things that you've really been wanting to happen start to happen. You get more confidence. You get more clarity. It just like things open up yeah. in such a big way when yeah. you are just really focusing on what your zone of genius is and doing the things that you really are passionate and excel in. Yeah. And all of that, I think, recognize your passion. It reminds you of why you love what you do in the first place, right? Because we sometimes lose track of that. But if we do, um, we get, grab hold of all those things, all those beautiful words you just said, it reignites that passion because they're going into it with a plan. They have control. <laughs> and now all of a sudden that growth starts to happen and it's like, oh my gosh, I love this. I love what I do. And then it starts to attract, it's that whole law of attraction. If you love it, then others will love it and they're curious and they want to be near you and all of that. Absolutely. We need to take a real quick break. Um, but when we come back, I want to shift the conversation just a little bit and talk about how you took your idea and really turned it into a business. Because I know there are a lot of women out there that are saying, how do I do it? How do I get started? And you've done a really good job at doing that. So I'd love to have you share just a little bit. Um, stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In our success interview today, we're talking with transformational business coach and the eWomen Managing Director of the Colorado Springs Chapter, Julie Miller-Davis. If you missed it, before the break, we were talking about how you kind of decide how you spend your time and how you really set your intention and your expectations, and I love the way, Julie, how you talked about the non-negotiable items in your day and really picking out your top priorities to help you get going and focusing on the right things. I think that's so important. It is, instead of jumping right into your day and just letting the stuff come at you. And I think a lot of people tend to start their days that way. And when they do, they just don't get a lot of things done. Um, I'd like to shift our conversation just a little bit and have you talk a little bit about how you said 15 months ago you, you know, people were asking you how you did it. So you started your business. And how did you go from your idea to your programs and what you're doing to support women? Well, the idea had started um, really mulling around in my brain about uh, two two years ago, and I I really looked at what was I what was I passionate about, who am I at my core, and what am I really good at? And I'm passionate about teaching. I'm a teacher by trade. That's what I did for almost 20 years of my adult life. The first 20 years. And I'm, I'm, I was a very good teacher, excellent teacher. Um, and I've also spent a lot of time in being efficient and productive. My classroom ran that way. And um, my, my last business that I did while my son was in elementary school was run that way, very efficiently and productively and with a plan. And so I started thinking about, okay, well, how do I integrate that? Do I go in and be a corporate trainer? I, I definitely want to publicly speak. What do I do? How do I go about it? So then I started formulating um, a talk, actually, is where it came out of. I, I knew that I could, I could speak on these things, on how to take control of your business and how to take control of your time and how to take control and revisit your values and make sure that they were integrated in how you were running your business and running your time. And so I developed this talk, and then I called a woman that I had been introduced to who ended up being my first business coach, and I said, this is what I want to do, but I don't know how to make money (laughs) doing it. And so she said, okay, well, you're probably not going to make money speaking. Not very much of it. Very few people Mm do. So what can you do from this? So we um, devised a, a... a website and a plan, and I started out doing these one-day workshops. And I did a workshop I st- um, like four months after, after I started meeting with her, three months after I started meeting with her, I started putting these workshops together. And the workshop, um, I, I'm a, I love putting together content and that kind of stuff because of my teaching background, I think. That was one of my favorite things was lesson planning, which if there's any teachers out there, I'm sure they're rolling their eyes right now, but that was really something <laughs> I loved. <laughs> Because it's really creative, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I put together this workbook and I put together this workshop and it was fabulous. Um, so I, every month, was doing this workshop up and down the front range of Colorado. So in Colorado Springs and Denver. Mm-hmm. And just was 
I was meeting as many people as I could, putting the word out there, created my um, website, and um, had her, had my coach helping me kind of put these, she calls them buckets of business together. And what I did find though, John Ellen, this is where I think people sometimes get, make a mistake. I gave it plenty of time. I gave it six months of doing mm-hmm. these workshops. And I put together a women's seminar as well that I was running um, because I needed a platform from which to speak and I only had mm-hmm. limited knowledge of where to find that. So mm-hmm. from there I tweaked it um, to a six-month program. I'm, I'll still offer the one-day workshops, but they will be to feed my six months. So it was really about how can I take my strengths, my passions, and my, my, the things that I know that I'm really good at and that I love and create something from that. And how can I, and then what are the buckets? How am I going to fill these buckets with a bunch of money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so how am I going to monetize it? And I think that's a really important piece because a lot of people have an idea, they have a passion, and they know that they, people want what they have, but they're having trouble converting that into revenue and monetizing it. They're either not charging enough or they're not confident asking for what they're worth. That is true. It's very true. And it's, it, I, I have... I, I've had that same struggle. I, you know, we, we are afraid that people won't pay us, that they won't think that we're qualified or whatever it is. Um, but the fact is, I think it comes back to that, that confidence, that passion, those, some of those things that we were talking about before the break, you're putting that out there and then people are going to pay for what you're offering because the, pe- the right people are going to pay, I should say, the right people, the right clients mm-hmm. um, are going to pay to get in front of you because they need, they definitely need what, you, what you're offering. And I think it's important to understand that, and I like the way you say that, the right people, because so many people, when you say, who's your ideal client? Everyone. Everybody. Everyone is yep. not your ideal client. Everyone might be a client, but who would you love to work with? Who are you passionate about helping? And I think when we get clear on that, it really helps us attract the right people who are the ones that want to pay or repel the wrong people who are the ones that don't see the value or just want it for free. And it's important to attract those right people. And everyone is not an ideal client. They are not. And I think it's important to... Um, if, if, if someone's listening that is out there and that you've got this idea, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for introductions to people who could possibly help you figure out the monetization of it. And don't be afraid to invest in yourself before you've made a little money because they might help you make more money than you ever thought possible. I just think that sometimes people are afraid to invest in themselves and in their business before they've made any money, Janelle. Mm-hmm. And y- you have to be willing to invest in your business education is what I look at it as. You do, and be able to get the right resources. I know with what we do at Turn Knowledge to Profit, um, if someone doesn't have the skills and background like you do, we can help them put together their courses, their programs, their online training. And what we really challenge people to do is look at what is your time worth? 
what can you be doing? We were talking to someone not too long ago who a year ago said that they were going to put together a program and they had it all. They didn't need any support, which, you know, is great because not everyone does. And when we saw them recently asked how it was going, well, I'm still working on it. You know, I I still have to get started because what happens is life gets in the way, as we know, and Mm -hmm. those urgent things keep popping up. So look at who can help you in certain parts of moving things forward. And I know you and I both believe in, finding a coach, finding the right person, finding the right resources and leveraging that because, you know, a year's worth of lost time is a lot of lost revenue. It is a lot of lost revenue. And um, inaction is loss of of money. And Mm -hmm. how, yeah, like you said, how much is your time worth? So last year I was so overwhelmed when I was trying to build my list on my website by the number of (laughs) business cards I had. Mm-hmm. And the la- I didn't feel that it was worth my time to sit there and add these people in there, which it would have been worth my time, except that it would have taken so much time that I should have been out writing my blog or networking or, you know, what, developing my curriculum and all of that. And so, mm-hmm. or my content. So I, I paid a high school girl $10 mm-hmm. an hour. I said, I'll pay you a minimum of 60 bucks. If it takes you longer than that, then it's $10 an hour past that to, to enter all these people into my back mm-hmm. office. So, you know, really for $60, she did it all and I didn't have to worry about it or feel guilty or stressed out with that pile of cards on my desk anymore. It's worth it. And she freed up time for me. And that's a good investment in your time. And when you think about the amount of time it would have taken you, plus you would have gotten sidetracked and it would have taken you probably three times as long as giving it to someone who can just sit down, do it, it's done, it's off your plate, no more worries, and you're starting to actually use the information. It's such a wise business decision, and I wish more people would start to um, think that way and ask for the support. That's why I love Evilman Network so much is there's community that is there to help you or connect you to the right resources, if not locally, within our global network. And yes. it's, it's a game changer. It is. There's so many resources at your fingertips and res- and resourceful people. Um, it's phenomenal. And, and I, you know, I, I found my coach because of, because of a crazy series of events with women and then my current coach I found um, through an, another connection from eWomen Network, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's just, you just can't to ask the questions and to and be open to your own education and to spending the money to get that education so that you can be as productive and efficient as you can to make the most money that you can doing the things you're passionate about. Absolutely, and I love that. I love that. So how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you and what you have to offer? Um, my website is the best place to learn more about me, and it's www dot julie miller davis dot com no silly spellings <laughs> straightforward <laughs> <laughs> and um on there is my email my phone number and um you can read my blogs read all about me and what i do and also there's always a 30 minute complimentary call on there that you can just jump on with me and see how i can support you 
Perfect. And we will put a link on our Turn Knowledge to Profit page so people can connect with you. Um, as we wrap up our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that they can implement in the next week to help them really build and scale their business? I want to go back to something I said about how I run days. And what I would say is if you want to start scaling your business and you want to start getting things done, sit down, take three to five minutes at the beginning of your day and write down what is your expectation of the day? What is your intention? And write down one or two things that you're going to do that day that will get you one step closer to that expectation or can make that expectation a reality. I love that. Um, I think, and, and it's only just a few minutes. I think oftentimes we think it's got to be a big deal, but it's only a couple minutes. So thank you very much for sharing that and for your time today. Thank you so much, Janelle, for having me. I really appreciate it. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. Stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about creating value content for your website. Well, I know this is going to be a conversation a lot of people are going to want to listen to because there's so much confusion about what you need to have, why you need to have it, and how to get started. So let me ask you, Michael, why does someone need valuable website content? Well, that's a great question, and there are a whole bunch of reasons for it. Uh, first and foremost, when you begin driving people to your website, 
you really want something there to keep them interested and keep them engaged. And the best way to do that is having something of value, something that they can get that's not just a description of what it is you offer, but some, some kind of value you can deliver to them right away. And they can start to see the power of whatever it is you do. You know, another reason is that um, in today's world, there are so many websites out there, millions and millions and millions of websites, that companies like Google, the king of search engines, and all the other search engines, Bing or whoever it might be, they all focus on content. That's how you get higher rankings. That's how you get sh to show up in various um, searches is by having content. They pretty much are smart enough to know that they can ignore all of the product descriptions you have on your page, all of the business descriptions, your mission, what you do, all about you. And they really look at what content are you delivering? And that's what they rank the highest in their, in their search engines. Well, and it really is about fresh content, but I think a lot of people get overwhelmed about where to get started, how to do it. And one of the things that I love about the way you work with people and how you teach them in turn knowledge to profit is to be able to really reuse the content. And I'd love to have you share just a little bit about how, a quick way for people to get started to create that value experience. Well, absolutely. There are a couple of ways you can do that. Um, one is to leverage what you already have as much as possible. And the other is to use other sources where possible to expand the value of your own site. So as a start, I, rec I always recommend that everyone have a blog on their site. I mean, it's almost mandatory these days that you have a blog. And I, I know that, you know, I guess I could say don't get overwhelmed, but that's probably not going to help you if you're overwhelmed. So, you know, how do you, how do people generate all this content for their blog? Well, to start out, you can really post articles about other articles or news stories that you've read. So if you're out there searching on the web or you go to networking events or you, you read a lot of uh, publications or business magazines or newspapers or whatever it is, you likely run across articles that are related to whatever it is you do. And it's perfectly okay to comment on that other site or comment on that other article or comment on someone else's comments, whatever it might be. One of the things I used to do when we were first starting out is I would go to uh, TED Talks. I would find a talk that was interesting. I'd listen to it. That takes about 10 minutes. And I'd write an article about that, that TED Talk and obviously put a link to the talk so someone could listen to it if they wanted to. But that was a really quick way to get a lot of added content into our blog when it was in the early days and we really just didn't have anything. Um, the other thing you can do is there are a number of free services. Um, one of them that I've used before and I've also contributed to is called ezinearticles.com. They have a whole number of articles on all sorts of different topics that you're welcome to use free of charge. All you have to do is cite the source or the original author in, in your post. And that's a really easy way you can go in and find articles. I mean, I found things, everything from yoga to business to economics to, you know, pretty much everything out there. And you can just grab one of those articles, stick it in your blog and make sure that you attribute it to the original author. But 
that's a, an article that you can create almost instantly. It really takes about five minutes to go find one that you uh, find interesting, that you agree with, and put it into your own blog. So that's another way to do it as well. Well, I know one of the things that we do is we ask our radio show guests to write a blog. I think one of the things that confuses people is they think it all has to be original content, and it doesn't. It's about sharing information that's of value. And I think if I could stress just the one, one thing, that's the most important is just share something of value. I know that people find the most um, interesting when they get a new resource, a new tip, something they hadn't thought of, a different perspective. So again, it doesn't have to be original content. And you know, we've talked about leveraging what you already have. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I mean, that's always a great way to do it as well. And, and whenever you're creating anything, I could, I could say you really should be thinking about how can you leverage that thing you're creating in order to create two or three other things. So, for example, uh, we do a radio show every week. Well, we take parts of that radio show, particularly these business builder segments, and we have them transcribed at Fiverr.com. So for five dollars, we get a transcript of this build, business builder segment. I then go through that, edit it down, and create a blog post out of that. And that takes me probably half an hour to go through that, edit it down, uh, make some additional comments, correct, make some corrections, and, and then create a blog post. So we use it twice in that way. So if you have a podcast, if you have a video blog or a YouTube channel or anything like that, or even if you've just done pop-up videos on Facebook or you've just done selfie videos or whatever you've done, there are companies out there for very little money, they'll transcribe those. And you get back a nice, concise transcription. You correct it. Obviously, you correct the grammar a little bit because we don't write the same way that we talk. But it's very, very quick and easy to create a blog that way. Um, some of you may have an ebook out there. Well, you can take one thing out of that ebook, one of the topics, one of the key findings, one of the tips, whatever it might be, and expand on that and write three or four or five or 10 paragraphs about that particular topic. And that becomes a blog article. So you can always find things that you've already done that you can leverage. Maybe if you already have an e-course, you could take one session from that course, uh, find one key point in that session and expand on that. Um, so you can really do a lot with what you already have just by leveraging. Absolutely, and I think you can use it and it's excellent, valuable content for your website. I think it also helps us shift the way we think about content and what we do because then you can pull pieces out of that and use it as your talking points, use it on social media and leverage it further than we do. I think we spend so much time trying to create that original content. People want to write a book and they think they have to start from the beginning. But I really challenge everyone to look at the content you have. And that's why having a conversation with someone like yourself really helps people bring all the different things they have together. Because I think we don't realize how much we actually have available to us without having to do a lot of extra work. 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, for us, that's why we have the quick six formula where we really leverage our clients content. And I know we've talked about the quick six formula in previous uh, business builders. So you can certainly go back and, and listen to those. But we start out with the uniquely branded system, the UBS. We then create an ebook from that. We then create an opt-in product from that. We then expand it into an e-course, then expand it some more into a VIP program, then expand it some more into structured coaching. So you can create an entire business by leveraging the same thing over and over, just in different formats, at different levels of detail, in different venues, and using different media. So it's, it's really leveraging is where it's all at. Most people think that everything they do has to be original. Instead, what you need to do is look at what do you have and how can you leverage that into multiple products? Not every product you create has to be original. And in fact, for your branding, for your business, for, to, for your focus, it's really better if not everything is original. If everything you have is a derivative of other things, then you have a consistent focus, a consistent brand, a consistent message. It really drives much farther into the market. Well, I love the fact that you've got a way to help people take what they've got, look at it, and help them expand it in a way that's really smart. It's effective, it's efficient, and it's so cost affordable. So if you want to learn more about how you can leverage your knowledge, how you can leverage what you've already got, we'd love to talk to you. Connect with us on Turn Knowledge to Profit on Facebook or reach out to us at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk, the number two, p.com. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.